The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to March. It is the first day of March 2024. My name is Nick. Welcome to the show. I am all by myself once again today. Big J will return on Monday, one final day. Uh, Actually, he's got another two days, I believe, in uh, Vegas doing his thing. But one final day off from here. Hopefully, you have a nice weekend planned for you. And I won't be all by myself totally today, which is very nice. Our friend Jen Adams is going to be coming in courtesy of Lounge at the End of the Universe. Let you know the goings-ons on that side of the world and make sure you're up to date on some of the cool things you can do this weekend if you want to get out and about. Uh, We have some pretty big plans around here today. We've got Beartooth swinging by. Uh, at noon today for a Coors Light X session. We are excited to have that happen. I will be hosting that around noon. If you want to check it out, you will hear it live on this radio station right around noon. And then we'll also simulcast that on our uh, Facebook and YouTube channels. So you can check out the video portion of that if you want to watch along from home. If you haven't been lucky enough to win your way in to the X session, but fret not. Give you another chance to do that over the course of the show today as well. If you'd like to go to that sold-out show with Beartooth, we have an opportunity for you to capitalize on that. We're going to get some win-its before you can buy it with Jelly Roll today. If you would like to secure yourself some tickets before they officially go on sale at 10 a.m. this morning to the general public, well, I can make that happen as well, but you have to win a game, of course, in order to do that. So some effort will have to be involved. We are going to go to hell. We're going to have some headlines. We are going to play some pop culture smackdown and we do have another keyword coming your way a little bit after nine o'clock for textual healing an opportunity for you to win two thousand twenty four dollars we're doing that every single weekday courtesy of our friends at Bymart and of course the advocates injury attorneys so you're going to want to continue to listen for that and then you're going to text us in that keyword and you'll get in the running we got up to four keywords a day that you can get yourself qualified for And that increases the number of, I guess, chances you have to get your name pulled for $2,024. So I would recommend you sticking around, if I may humbly say that as well. Plus, we play some music. Let's get started with that. Bush is going to kick off the morning after this morning. It's the X Rocks. Yesterday, as we got ready to jump into the month of March, uh, Governor Brad Little took some time to announce that March at least in the state of Idaho, is officially STEM Matters Month to call attention to the need for a STEM literate workforce. Now, if you remember Pop Culture Smackdown from earlier, I don't remember if it was this week or last week, we asked Big J what STEM meant, and he didn't know a single one. Acronym's not his strong suit. But for those of you not aware, of course, to remind you, STEM means science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And uh, Governor Little said the importance of STEM education in today's technology and knowledge-based economy cannot be overstated. STEM jobs here in Idaho are projected to grow about uh, 15.4% by 2030, outpacing the national average of STEM job growth at 10%. And then 90% of jobs will have to require some sort of digital literacy within a decade. So knowing as much as you can about technology is something that can benefit you. So how can you kind of like celebrate or support STEM Matters Month here in Idaho. Well, uh, maybe, just maybe, you could volunteer at a school or a nonprofit conducting STEM events with their kids. 
Uh, or you can do some stuff at home with your kids, supporting organizations like uh, Idaho STEM Action Center, the Idaho STEM Ecosystem, and Idaho Out of School Network are all things that kind of focus on this particular type of industry. So maybe that might be something that you can do to help things out or do whatever you need to do on your own time. You can come up with it. Innovation, one of the many parts of STEM. So maybe just maybe you can come up with your own way to celebrate the month. But, of course, put up your decorations and enjoy. Yesterday, the Boise State football team released their schedule for the 2024 season. Not a lot of surprises in there. Uh, A couple of, like, home kind of stands, if you will. Uh, But also that means a bunch of games on the road. For instance, your Boise State Broncos aren't hosting a home game on the blue at Albertson Stadium until uh, week four of the season. They start off August 31st at Georgia Southern. Next week, they're at Oregon. Then they have a bye. And then, finally, they will host Portland State on September 21st, which is the fourth week of the season, technically the third game of the season. But that kicks off a home stand. They got Washington State and Utah State also at home uh, during that. And then on the road at Hawaii, another bye. UNLV on the road. Then San Diego State, Nevada here at Albertson Stadium. San Jose State, Wyoming on the road. Oregon State, the final game of the season will be at home November 30th. And then, of course, hopefully, if things go well, the Mount West Championship game is all on the agenda for the Boise State Broncos. So you can start purchasing your tickets, of course, but it's nice to know the official schedule. If you have been watching Reacher on Amazon, you are familiar with the work of Alan Richson. He is uh, very buff and gets the job done as Jack Reacher for sure. And he recently revealed in an interview with Men's Health Magazine that he was this close to being Marvel's Thor. Uh, he w- It was down to him and Chris Hemsworth and one other guy, and unfortunately, he didn't take it seriously. As a matter of fact, he was uh, he was told he was kind of the leader in the clubhouse, because if you remember, uh, nobody really knew who Chris Hemsworth was here in the States when he got cast as Thor. He was Australian kind of soap opera actor, and Thor made him a household name. Alan Richson, of course, also... Uh, biggest kind of, uh, I guess, title he had was, what was that football series called? Blue State, something like that. Uh, And he was on that particular series, but they liked him as Thor because they thought he had the look. And he was like, uh, he thought he had the part too, so he kind of went in there a little cocky, and then he admitted that he did not do very well in the audition. Next thing you know, he lost the gig, and Chris Hemsworth is your Thor. And he's like, that That really kind of taught him about the importance of the audition process and to take everything seriously. And just because somebody tells you you're in the driver's seat doesn't necessarily mean that it's a guaranteed gig. But it took him a little while, but he's done all right for himself. So it could have been a whole new world with Alan Richardson as Thor, or at least a different one anyway. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Coming up, technology report real, real quick-like. But that is on the way here on the X-Rocks. That is Pearl Jam. That is Dark Matter here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Always keeping an eye out for the latest in technology for you. And we have to introduce you to a new phone that Motorola is developing. That is essentially a rollable phone that can wrap around your wrist. Now, I'm only looking at kind of like pictures of it, but it's obviously kind of like a larger than a regular bracelet. But it almost looks like you remember those snap bracelets? from like the 80s where you would like, you know, hit them against your wrist and it would snap around it. And uh, eventually the metal would poke out and uh, and injure you and others. Uh, it feels kind of like that. Uh, the phone is still just a concept. It's not anywhere close to actually hitting the market, but 
Uh, it, it, the engineers have made pretty big strides in creating a prototype that works as both a regular phone. Then you can flatten it out as a flat phone and like talk to it as like using a regular phone. But you also can like bend it around your wrist and do like a Dick Tracy kind of like talking into it. So the question becomes, is it feasible? Is it usable? Is it uh, a pain in the ass to use? I don't know. It doesn't look very comfortable. I'll put it that way. It's like a really big, thick, like bracelet. I mean, it's like the it's like the width of a regular phone, but it's like wrapped around your wrist. And I imagine it's got a little bit of heft to it. It doesn't say exactly how much it weighs, but then you know you think you get display problems or all sorts of issues with it. Uh, it reminds me a, a little bit of some of like the the like bending technology of the televisions. While it's kind of nice, it hasn't exactly kind of taken off in the world of home entertainment. I feel like it's that kind of a thing. I don't know if this was like 20 years ago, I believe it would probably be a pretty big deal. But now since we're so accustomed to the way that we use our phones and also we already have our smartwatches for those of you that use those that have a lot of the functions of a regular phone. Why would you want to have a huge gigantic wristband and a display of all that stuff? But then one would argue uh, there are some smartphones out there that have pretty giant displays as well. So there's a give and take in any section of this, I suppose. But it's not coming soon anytime uh, to a uh, you know a phone retailer near you. But something to keep in mind. Maybe the Dick Tracy stuff had something going on. And uh, there's probably a ton of people listening that don't even know who Dick Tracy is. That's, that's my point. Like this is like 60s comic strip, 90s, early 90s movie stuff that we've now developed in 2024. And I'm wondering... Does anybody still care? I don't know. I guess Motorola is going to find out the hard way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Song of the day to try to get you pumped up. That is next on the X Rocks. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I bring this up not to add to your stress or your anxiety, but merely as a fact as we have the debut of March today, you need to know that we are about a month and a half away from your taxes being due. Now, some of you may have worked ahead. Congratulations. Others of you are procrastinators and wait until the very last minute to file your taxes, sometimes going with an extension. Because listen, if if you owe taxes, it's not like you're in a hurry to pay that bill, right? So I, I understand why it takes a little bit out of you in order to prepare your taxes or even think about it. But Uh, Right about now is the time we start to stress about taxes if we haven't gotten the job done already. 56% of tax filers say March is officially the start of tax season. And then another 44% say, "Uh, this is about the time that I start to go, oh, bleep. I need to to start worrying about taxes here soon. Uh, The average American believes they'll receive a $935 refund. I don't know how they get that. I guess that's an average of what you think. But of course, uh, 45% of us use the refund to pay some sort of bill. So it all goes back into the system anyway. Uh, and on average, uh, the Americans actually do get a refund uh, more often than they actually have to pay taxes. But of course, it all depends on your financial situation, what you claim, what you don't claim, uh, things you try to write off, etc. And deduct. There's all sorts of equations that go into your taxes, and maybe that's what makes us so anxious and stressed out about it. Is it's not exactly an easy task if you've got a bunch of stuff and a bunch of receipts you have to do, uh, which is why there are such a thing as accountants and people that can assist you with taxes. But 
If you do it on your own, here's to you. But know that we're getting down to crunch time. You still have plenty of time. But apparently now is about the time we start to freak out about it. Don't be scared. It's going to be a big weekend as far as milestones go for basketball. Let's start with the NBA. LeBron James closing in on becoming the first NBA player to score 40,000 points. He's already the NBA's leading scorer, but if things keep rolling along normally, he'll probably get to this milestone during the Lakers-Nuggets game on Saturday night. And then uh, Caitlin Clark is now just 18 points away from the all-time NCAA scoring record currently held by Pistol Pete Maravich. Uh, She will likely break that record when Iowa plays Ohio State coming up on Sunday. And if you want to witness that history, well, the game will be televised on Fox. But if you want to go in person, uh, average ticket currently going just under $600. That's the most expensive women's basketball game in history, uh, college and WNBA included. So suffice it to say, people are interested. And then yesterday, uh, Caitlin Clark also announced that she is declaring for the WNBA draft. Not surprising anybody. This means this will be her last season of college ball. Uh, She's going to be drafted number one overall. Indiana Fever have the first pick next month. And so that's probably where she'll start her professional career as well. But there are some milestones to be set this weekend for sure. Yesterday was a milestone. If you are a fan of DC comic books, it was the first day of filming for Superman Legacy, according to James Gunn. Uh, He kind of posted a little picture on his Instagram with a look like the Superman logo. And said that it was ironic because February 29th technically is, yes, Superman's birthday, according to the canon of the comic book. But it also came with some news. Not only did he start the per, the, the principal filming yesterday, but also uh, they changed the title. The movie will no longer be known as Superman Legacy. It will just be known as Superman, which I was going through. And I think that's the first time that's been the title. Because it was first Superman the movie, don't forget. The Christopher Reeve run was Superman the movie. Maybe you have to go back to the black and white days before there was a a Superman the George Reeves era kind of a thing. But then it went into, of course, Superman Returns. And then it was Man of Steel. So uh, they haven't had like just a Superman, flat out Superman. But James Gunn has officially changed the title. Uh, The movie is set to come out in July of 2025. But they're starting to film Superman now. Stay off the internet for spoilers. You have been warned. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, There's your important stuff. We're going to hell next on The X. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. To Florida we go for today's We're Going to Hell story. Just your average night. Your average Tuesday night at Body Talk. Of course, I don't have to tell you that is a topless club in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And then there was a situation. It all started when a customer named John McKelvey walked into the Body Talk nightclub on Free Cover Tuesday. Is that what they called it? I think that's what they called it. Basically, it was the night of the week, probably because it's a Tuesday, that you could get into this particular gentleman's club free of charge without having to pay a cover. So in he walks, and he starts having a couple of drinks. He gets fairly inebriated, and then he starts talking to a couple of employees, mostly ladies, about his job. And he was talking about how much money he makes. Oh, man, I'm so rich. And that's when one of the ladies go, well, you know, can't help but notice, money bags, that you haven't tipped the entire night you've been in this joint. You've had some drinks, but you come in on free cover night, and then you're not, you're not, you know, tipping anybody any money. And McKelvey said that he wasn't aware that you had to tip 
And uh, it was required if you were going to sit in a gentleman's club. And everybody was like, well, it's not required, but it certainly is expected that that would be the case, especially considering it didn't cost you anything to get in. And that's when John McKelvey got a little insult. He started throwing around some derogatory terms that you shouldn't throw around. And uh, at least one of the ladies that were involved in this particular altercation was not going to take it anymore. So she uh, she walloped him in the face with a, quote, small stack of cash and then followed that up with an open handed slap. Now, there is camera footage of this happening, uh, but we don't know what was said. Uh, We do know that then police showed up because John called them. And a friend said that he was pretty drunk and he had been talking about having a lot of money and then not wanting to provide a tip and that none of the ladies there were worth a tip anyway and ba 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 And next thing you know, things got confrontational. Uh, when sheriff deputies show up, uh, John did admit to having a little bit of uh, extra spirits when he walked in and did admit that also not tipping, but he didn't think it was worth being assaulted over when the young lady that actually did the hitting was interviewed by the police she said well first of all uh cash gets thrown around here all the time uh people make it rain on the regular so i don't think that me throwing cash in his face necessarily qualifies as something out of the ordinary here at the body talk but i can tell you that uh you know he definitely was saying some things that i did not feel were appropriate and so I did definitely did that. And then, you know, coupled with the footage of the incident, police did end up having to bring in the lady that was involved in the situation. So now she's faced with some assault charges. He was removed from the the bar. All sorts of commotion took place. And yet another Tuesday night ruined at the Body Talk Gentlemen's Club in Port St. Lucie, Florida. So I don't know what you expected, but I guess the situation becomes... Uh, At some point, you know, being nice and kind is important. But also, you know, I think that there is some sort of expectations when you walk into a place like that, especially if you're spouting off about how much money you make. But uh, I don't know what else was said. It doesn't sound like it was good, but maybe keep those other thoughts to yourself. And that way you don't get, you know, slapped in the face by a young lady at a gentleman's club, because I don't see how you come out looking good in that situation you don't nobody does if we're being perfectly honest morning after with nick and big j there's your we're going to hell story coming up it's a very special day especially if you've got a job next on the x rocks it's the latest of the foo fighters it is called the glass here on the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks if you are gainfully employed hey happy day to you today is employee appreciation day what's that you might say i don't know It's when employers are supposed to honor their workers, but it feels like, I mean, like, listen, we talk about this stuff a lot, how every day of the year has got like four subgenres national blank day, right? And like, I know that you've heard of, I'm sure like secretary's day or boss's day. Uh, I had not heard of employee appreciation day, but I don't necessarily take that on my employer. I can't expect them to keep track of every single one of those things, but According to a new survey, only 26% of people say that their company celebrates Employee Appreciation Day. Now, maybe that's because it's not as mainstream as one way think. I don't think that everybody is actively ignoring it. I just think there's a lot of people out there that don't know it exists. And then you could make the argument, shouldn't every day be Employee Appreciation Day? Huh? Huh? Think about it. 
But a way that companies do celebrate is giving their workers gifts like a free meal or even a day off. And they do that to express how much value they take in their employment at their particular company. But uh, if you're a company or you're a business owner or something, you may want to kick this around just because uh, data from that same survey shows that while the companies that, you know, kind of recognize this, they aren't exactly overwhelming. Those that do, the employees are incredibly grateful for it. You see a 14% increase in productivity, uh, 43% better employee engagement and greater employee loyalty, about 56% drop in employees looking for a new job. So sometimes... It's a good lesson to learn that you don't need a national day, but every once in a while, it's good to remember that uh, everybody wants to feel appreciated. You know what I mean? Like, we all want to feel like we're doing a good job, even if we know in the back of our heads we're not. But it feels nice, you know, when somebody says, hey, I recognize the good work that you're doing. Keep that up. Or thank you for being a part of the team or whatever. And it doesn't have to be on Employee Appreciation Day, but it's just something that's good to remember. Just like you would enjoy it when somebody said you're doing a good job, you should probably pass that down to the people that work with you and for you as well. Just because it's good, I think, kind of like an idea to to practice on a regular basis. Now, uh, not everybody deserves those kind of accolades, but when they do, it's nice to get them. And maybe something to think about. And also, if you're a company, maybe you should think about this too. I know sometimes these national whatever days are a little bit egregious, but... This one feels like it could have some benefits if you throw it down. So some ideas and and listen, if you're an employee, maybe try to take advantage. Kick your feet up for an extra break and go, you know what? Today's employee appreciation day. Appreciate me. Appreciate me. See how far that goes. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There is your employee appreciation day update coming up. We got some important stuff. Your pop culture smackdown and visit from Jen Adams from Lounge at the End of the Universe. That's all coming up on the X Rocks. Important stuff. Launch newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I guess what they say about the rumors, they tend to be true from time to time. Especially when it comes to Zoom meetings. You know, they took over our lives for a good portion of the pandemic. Uh, they still uh, kind of play a role in a lot of everyday work meetings especially if you're dealing with people that work remotely or long distance, or if you're a remote worker yourself. And then this kind of ties into like the old kind of adage about uh, newscasters as well. You know, when they're shot from the, from the waist up, what are the odds that what's going on below the waist actually matches up? And uh, especially when it comes to zoom meetings, about 70% of people say, yeah, you know what? I've, uh, I've definitely taken part in the trend where I'm all dressed up on top, but I'm super casual on the bottom. Now, that's not to say that they're like wearing underwear, not wearing pants at all. But, you know, sometimes you got shorts or sweatpants on or whatever, but you're still wearing kind of like a professional shirt up top, like a button down or maybe a full on outfit up top. And you just don't have anything going on below the waist. They did a survey of 20,000 remote workers as well as people that were applying for jobs and had to deal with a lot of meetings on Zoom. And 70% of people say, yeah, I mean, why, why would I, why would I? Doesn't that make sense? Uh, and so it's very nice to know that, uh, there, that there's something going on uh, downstairs that you can't see. And it's probably for the best. And listen, if you're in the comfort of your own home and you're not hurting anybody and uh, nobody's seeing, I can't imagine that that's a problem. It's where people can see that it starts to be an issue. And we've had plenty of stories about that and Zoom as well. We'll have more meeting talk, not necessarily Zoom-related, 
before the show is over. That is for sure. But that is certainly something that had heard maybe was the case. And now you can say, yeah, probably. Or at least in some cases, it definitely is. NFL Draft Combine continues through this weekend. It's rolling on in Indianapolis, and college players are showing their stuff, conducting interviews, trying to put on a good show so that they get drafted early by an NFL team so they can make more money. Uh, But one of these college football players, Texas Tech linebacker Tyler Owens, uh, might have hurt his stock a little bit in the interview process because uh, he apparently has admitted that he doesn't, quote, believe in space or other planets. So uh, that's a tough thing to believe in and to justify but that's what he believes he argues that uh not only does he believe the earth is flat but he also believes that you know these other planet stuff he doesn't buy it because if the earth is flat how are the other planets round uh but then he does admit that some of this stuff could be real or couldn't be so it sounds like he hasn't really truly made up his mind whether or not the earth is flat or if there are other planets or if space is real which is uh it's already a problem. I mean, whether or not he believes it or he isn't sure, I still think it kind of speaks to the same thing, which is to say, huh? Are you sure, man? I mean, you're on your phone, right? Where do you think the uh, the signal comes from? Like Indiana somewhere? Maybe, but it's got to come from somewhere else to get it working. But hey, uh, to each their own. And good luck to the team that drafts Tyler Owens out of Texas Tech. The Boise State football schedule was released yesterday. The Broncos don't have a home game until September 21st at Portland State, but that would be the first of three. Washington State, Utah State then follow up after that through October 5th. Uh, San Diego State, Nevada, and Oregon State round out the home games on the schedule, but they've got some big games on the road this year. Uh, Of course, the Oregon game in week number two is probably the highlight of the season. They will kick off the season with Georgia Southern on August 31st. And, of course, there are some pretty big expectations for Broncos football this year. So we'll see how it all plays out as they get started here uh, next month with the spring scrimmage. So that should be cool. Former guest of the morning after Will Forte is uh, kind of taking to the Internet. He doesn't post too often on Instagram, but when he does, it's pretty meaningful. And he is in the movie that was called Coyote versus Acme. If you remember, Warner Brothers made this movie a couple years ago and then shelved it, and it, along with Batwoman, was one of the two movies that HBO has decided uh, will never see the light of day for whatever reason. Apparently, it's cheaper for them to completely just throw a finished film on the fire than it is for them to do anything with it. And so, uh, you know, he was in it, and uh, he said, kind of like everybody else, uh, while I was on set, I wasn't part of every single scene. I knew the script, but I was thinking, like everybody else, oh, this must be a really crappy movie. But Will Forte had a chance to sit down and watch it, and he said, quote, It's incredible. It's heartfelt. It's emotional. It's funny. It's hilarious throughout. It's got a great tone. He has no idea why this movie is not going to see the light of day. But he also took the time to thank and appreciate everybody that worked for three years on this movie, from the animators, because it's kind of like a Roger Rabbit kind of thing. There's integration with, or Space Jam, if you will. There's integration with real you know, kind of people in person and then animated characters. And he's like, hey, a lot of work went into making this movie. And I just want everybody to know it's not as bad as you might think. It's not as bad as I thought it was. It's great. Uh, But we'll probably never see it, unfortunately, unless somebody, you know, hacks in and then uploads it to some sort of BitTorrent that people could check out. But as of right now, you're not going to see this like the Batwoman movie. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We have a chance for a pretty big prize for somebody to win. Pop Culture Smackdown next on the X. Pop Culture Smackdown. 
on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's do it. Let's do some ex-listener versus ex-listener pop culture smackdown. Once again, some big prizes on the line. So I need two contestants on the phone at 208-287-1003. You will battle each other in a game of pop culture supremacy. And of course, there will only be one person left standing at the end. Uh, we can go back and forth. It could only be one question. It all depends on how the first two contestants go. But I need you on the line. What are you playing for? Well, you get to pick a prize. We've been doing this all week. And today's the last day you get to do that. We have up for grabs either a pair of tickets to tonight's sold-out Beartooth show at the Knitting Factory Concert House, which will include you and a guest having the opportunity to join us at noon today for a Coors Light X session with Beartooth in our studios. And you'll meet the band, hang out with them a little bit, and enjoy that in person. Or you can select, which has been the prize du jour this week for Pop Culture Smackdown, a pair of tickets to Jelly Roll, August 28th, Fort Idaho Center Arena, before they officially go on sale at 10 o'clock this morning, you will have won them, and that will make you feel proud and good. 208-287-1003. Let's get ourselves contestant number one. Good morning, the X. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? What is it? It's Jimmy. Jimmy, hang on one second. Jimmy, you are contestant number one. Let me get you somebody to play against. Do not go anywhere, please, and thank you. Hello, the X. Hi. Hi, who's this? Brandon. All right, Brandon, you are contestant number two. You will officially be taking on Jimmy in Pop Culture Smackdown. Jimmy, I answered your phone call first, therefore you get the first question. Are you ready? Yep. Jimmy, multiple choice question. What was the nu- what was the microwave oven originally called? Was it called the nuclear oven, the radar range, or the zapper? The nuclear oven? The nuclear oven is your guess. Unfortunately, Jimmy, that is incorrect. Thomas, that means you can win it all with the correct answer. What was the microwave oven originally called? We're down to the radar range or the zapper. Zapper. The zapper is also incorrect. So I'm sorry, Thomas. Thank you very much for playing, which means now, by default, hopefully, the next person could possibly win these tickets. Hello, the X. I am ready to fire. Wonderful. We need to know what was the microwave oven originally called? The nuclear oven, the radar range, or the zapper? Radar range. Radar range is correct. Right. Congratulations. You have got yourself the winning prize today. What's your name, sir? Todd. All right, Todd, I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to get the Jelly Roll tickets before you can actually buy them for August 28th, or would you like to go to Beartooth tonight and then enjoy the X session later on this afternoon as well? Jelly roll, please. Which one? Jelly roll. it is. It's been popular. Congratulations. You got it there. You are all set for that particular concert, which means the Beartooth tickets will again be given away at Bad Impressions, which happens around 930, a little bit less than an hour from now. Another chance to get into Beartooth today. So uh, if you're looking for those, hang on. We got another hour for that to happen. We have got headlines. They're next on the X Rocks. It's headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headline number one, roll up. A Nebraska man is under arrest for robbing a convenience store and then threatening a clerk with a box of Hostess cinnamon rolls. How dare you? 
Police say 24-year-old Isaiah Bartu entered a quick stop store, walked up to the counter with a box of Hostess cakes in his right hand, and then demanded money from the clerk who believed he was using the box to conceal a handgun. So she handed over some cash that, so that he would leave. Police arrived on the scene when they tried to question him. He took off running, but he was quickly detained. Cops found in him possession of meth, handgun, and cash. He was arrested and charged with robbery, possession of a controlled substance, and use of a deadly weapon. So... While she did the right thing because she wasn't sure, he sure enough did have a handgun. So uh, it played out well, and they caught him. Everybody is safe and okay, and he'll be going to jail for a while. But uh, I don't know what happened to the cinnamon rolls that were in the box. My guess is they ended up on the floor somewhere, probably falling there in slow motion. If you were watching a movie version of this robbery, where he puts the handgun in the box and then walks up to the counter... Probably all happened in like 10 seconds, but they really play it out in the movie. You know, make it last like three, four minutes. Headline number two, watch out. Motorists in Spokane are alerted to a bizarre road hazard during their morning commute when they are being advised to look out for angry raccoons. There is an electronic road sign on the side of the road that displayed a message which read, angry raccoons ahead. Motorists didn't exactly know what the hell to do with that confusing information. The Department of Public Works contacted the company that controls the sign and concluded that... It was something that was hacked into the message, and that wasn't a message that was really supposed to be there. Spokane Traffic Control, which owns and operates the sign, said they were relieved that the message was at least G-rated and not offensive like some of the other memes that you see on the internet. When people end up hacking into those digital boards, boy, they like using the F word. But at least this time, they just warn people of angry raccoons. Although, I would like to go on record if there were, in fact, angry raccoons in an area that I was heading into, I would like to know. That is something that I feel like is information I can use. And maybe this person was trying to do a public service because nobody else was notifying people about angry raccoons. Now, I have no evidence to support there were, in fact, angry raccoons in the area. But I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll wrap it up with, oh, cool. A Florida alligator was caught on video lounging or lunging, excuse me, at a couple riding in a golf cart. Wouldn't that be fun? The gator can be seen to walking toward a pond before deciding to lunge at the vehicle. Thankfully, the vehicle swerves, almost crashing into the water, but once the uh, the couple gets away, the gator is fairly content with the fact that he scared the bejesus out of him and then creeps into the pond. Florida Fish and Wildlife, for the record, actually advises people always to be aware of the possibility of alligators when you're near water in Florida. It's a thing that can happen. And even if it is on a golf course, still sometimes can things can go sideways. And it's always nice to make sure that you know what's going on because alligators do lunge at things and they rarely cause injuries. Usually it's either game over or they didn't do anything. But you don't want to be the person that gets caught up in an alligator attack, right? You don't want that on your resume. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Hey, there's your headlines. You're officially up to date on everything. We owe you a new keyword in textual healing. Somebody needs to win $2,024. It starts with your 9 a.m. keyword, which is next on the X-Rocks. Asking Alexandria, Dark Void. It's the latest from them here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We often have running themes kind of flowing throughout the shows. Uh, sometimes they're accidental, oftentimes they're planned. Today's running theme has been talking about work-flavored things. Uh, and it continues when we have a little bit more information about how meetings don't exactly go over as well as you want them to go over. 
Uh, I don't know if you have a job that requires you to be at a lot of meetings. I don't know if you are lucky enough to have a job where you don't have to go to any meetings or they're very scarce. But uh, for those of you that do have like, I don't know, maybe five, six weekly meetings, be it on Zoom or in person that are on your schedule, you know how well one important they can be. Two, it obviously opens up the uh, the lines of communication a little bit better. Hopefully, you're getting details and in the know on things that you need to know. So I'm not trying to poo-poo the importance of meetings because we we know that they are there for a reason. But if you've got a lot of meetings on your like weekly calendar, God, they can be draining, man. And uh, there are some meetings that are also unnecessary. Like maybe even at some point they would be or they are for some other department. But you don't need to be in the meeting or a part of the conversation, which makes them even more maddening sometimes. So they did a survey. How long into a meeting do you start to truly like space out and end up in another place and not paying attention to anything going on in the meeting, whether it's an important one or not? And the answer is you got about 25 minutes before everybody in the meeting starts going, Mayday, what the hell is going on here now? And so think about it next time you're in charge of a meeting or you're scheduling a meeting. uh, You've got about 25 to 27 minutes of undivided attention. And then we all start to kind of like fade out. Now, I can give you certain examples of how that has happened earlier than 25 minutes. That is the average time. But also, I've had meetings that have gone two and a half, three hours that are full of like intricate and important information. And so you're actively involved in the meeting the entire time. And that could be a different story. So, of course, there are outliers. But in most cases, you got about 27 minutes before the people stop paying attention. So now you know. Maybe it needs to be an email and not a meeting. Who knows? Morning after with Nick and Big J. I can promise you some prizes. A little thing called Bad Impressions is next on the X-Rocks. Bad Impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time for some bad impressions. If you want to play, get on the phone. 208-287-1003. Up for grabs. This is the prize package you want. We got a pair of tickets to go check out the sold-out Beartooth show tonight at the Knitting Factory Concert House. You will also be invited to join us at the Coors Light X Session. You and a guest at noon today and meet Beartooth and be here while they bust out some acoustic jams. And that's pretty awesome. And it's all part of the fun if you would like to play Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003. It works like this. I have three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, congratulations. This Beartooth prize package is yours, and hopefully that makes you fairly happy. To the phones we go. Good morning, the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, you are up first. Uh, give you an idea. This is a female celebrity, okay? Okay. Uh, clue number one. I starred in movies like The Color Purple in the 80s and Beloved in the 90s. Next one. My talk show may have ended in 2011, but I am still one of the most powerful and influential women in America. Uh, last one. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. You are Oh, he didn't know. Sometimes that happens. Uh, I thought this would be easier. Hello, the X. Hey, I was calling for the uh, bad impression. Wonderful. Did you hear the clues or do you need him again? Um, need him again. All right, I'm going to rattle through them real quick. I starred in movies like The Color Purple in the 80s and Beloved in the 90s. 
My talk show may have ended in the year 2011, but I'm still one of the most popular and influential women in America. And clue number three, you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Oprah Winfrey. 100% correct. Well done, sir. What is your name? Uh, Ken. Ken, congratulations. You're going to go check out Beartooth tonight for their sold-out show at the Knitting Factory, and you are invited to join us at the Coors Light X session at noon today. Hold on one second, dude. I'll get some information from you. Oprah Winfrey is 100% correct. Why is she in the news? Because she's in a little bit of trouble. Not much, but anytime there's trouble in Oprah Winfrey's waters, it's not great. She has had to step down as one of the board members of Weight Watchers after nearly a decade. Uh, That is because people are very upset that she uh, has kind of jumped on the Ozempic train as opposed to actually using Weight Watchers to lose weight. And she looks great, but everybody's like, hey, you can't be on the board of Weight Watchers tell people to use Weight Watchers and then decide it's not working for you and then use another weight loss alternative entirely, but yet still tell people to use Weight Watchers. That seems uh, not cool. And so she has, I guess, agreed. It did take a year, however, for her to step down, but she has. uh, She has served on the board there since 2015 when she acquired a 10% stake in the company. Uh, And so there's that. Uh, But her contract did state that she would not engage in any other weight loss or weight management business programs, products, or services. But obviously, she's in violation of that. So now she is stepping down. So you won't be seeing Oprah Winfrey in Weight Watchers commercials anymore if you are. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. Wrapping up the show next on the X Rocks. That is a perfect circle. Judith wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J, not only for this day, but also for this week. Thanks for hanging out with me as I flew solo over the last three days. Big J enjoying some fun in Las Vegas. He will return on Monday, hopefully with some stories of interesting Vegas things. And then, of course, we also will have additional tickets to Jelly Roll to be won on Monday as well. We gave away some of those today, along with some bare tooth tickets. A reminder that X session is happening at noon, courtesy of Coors Light. You might want to tune in and uh, be a part of the fun, as I will be hosting that. Very excited to have Beartooth in our backyard tonight for a sold-out show and then in our studios later on today. It's going to be really cool. You can also, in case you missed it, check out the video portion of those X sessions on our Facebook or YouTube channel. So make sure you're following us there as well so you can see all the action in case you haven't had a chance to witness it in person. Those of you that have, you're on the list. We'll see you at noon. It's going to be a good one. I'm taking off for the weekend. Uh, We had a bunch of people on vacation this weekend, so it's going to be a shut up and rock weekend here on the X. Hopefully you enjoy a ton of music, but we'll be back on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. It's the X Rocks. Finding great candidates.